Are studios too cautious with their IPs? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, Transformers, and Beast Wars, and more than meets the eyes. I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is our other host, Roxy Stryer. Hello, Roxy. Hi, DJ. She's Coming at an... to you live from Boston. So are you, I don't, are you bathed in the warm glow of Canadian fires? Where are you in the... <laughs> Yeah, um, every time I step outside, I get an alert to my phone that says dangerous air quality. So, cool. You're like, I thought I left this behind on the other coast. <laughs> it, what's bizarre is that, number one, the breathing air is not good. They say that being outside, uh, New York right now is way worse. They say that being outside for 20 minutes is the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes. So Great. That's something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, it's been pouring rain and freezing here. So... A lot of things, a lot of things at once, a lot of things at once. I know I saw um, a lot of uh, entertainment sites were reporting that uh, Jodie Comer uh, was doing a a perform a one woman show on Broadway, and like halfway through, she's like, "I can't breathe," and left. And then the understudy did the whole performance. I was like, "Wait, time out, <laughs> time out! Why are you making the understudy go out there?" <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's so wrong. I mean, that's. But um, Jodie Comer didn't make the understudy go out, but like that producer, whoa. We don't know that she did. <laughs> well, how could Jodie Comer make that? I mean, unless she's the producer. I mean, it's a one woman. It's her show. I don't know. I listen. I just, it was one of those like, yeah, you know, if you can't breathe up there and then they made the understudy do it. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. But listen. Maybe the understudy wanted to do it. The show must go on. The show must go on. Is. The understudy was like, this is my moment, motherfucker. This is this my is moment. My, this is my time. Yeah. Oi. So what have you been doing? So you're out, not here. Have you been able to keep up with the shows and the all the things that you do? It's been difficult. You know, luckily, Barry, Succession, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Ted Lasso all ended right in a good time for me to not be with my favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, but I have been doing a lot of trash TV watching, as you know I love to do. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, I miss Transformers. Mm-hmm. There have been like four Flash screenings that I've missed. Yeah. Uh, well, if you would have not, to, if you would have gotten invited, it's been, it's yeah, uh, yeah, greetings and I, I was invited as a plus one via somebody else. Yeah. Um, certainly not me alone. You know, it's challenging. It's, it's a challenge. challenging. It's a challenge. <laughs> but other than that, I've been like doing a lot of DJ. You ever get into these modes where you're like, okay, I'm going to watch things that came out a minimum of 10 years ago. Yes. And only things that came out of a minimum of 10 years ago. I'm watching Futurama right now for the first time. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I recently have watched Anchorman, Step Brothers, yeah. um, Bridesmaids, Mean Girl. Like, I'm going on a feel good bender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been very fun. Good. Good. That makes me excited. That makes me excited. Uh, Kayla Marie in the chat is saying Hamilton and another show canceled their performance on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, you can't it, breathe, you can't breathe. Like, what do we want from these people? Yeah. If you're on the, uh, East coast, watch out, take care of yourself. Been there. Although I will say it was a little bit moving from Florida to LA. It was, um, 
a little bit weird whenever you're looking for apartments there's always a sign on them by the way merely existing in los angeles could give you lung cancer <laughs> just so you know i know i know it is it's horrible and then like as i'm complaining about it i'm like what if i was in canada yeah true no we don't i that that is the funny thing i have not I've only heard reports on how the Canadian fires are affecting New York City. Not no, that no nothing about Canada is. itself. Are you seeing every single person post with the orange sky and the sepia and they're all in New York? And I'm like, yeah. how are the Canadians doing? Mm-hmm. Are y'all okay? <laughs> we just, it's just a picture of Canada with a bunch of fans blowing it south. Like, no, not us. Get out of here. <laughs> New York bound. Yeah, yeah. We're not hitting our uh, air quality. We're Canada, goddammit. So today, uh, by the way, if you want to be in the chat like Kayla Marie or Mike Joyce, who says Futurama is awesome, you can do that by watching live over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Uh, see all the technical mistakes we have. It's a blast. Um, <laughs> uh, and you can listen to um, Patreon-exclusive shows like Spider-Versity. Sal and I are just wrapping up our rewatch of Spider-Man the Animated Series. That should be coming out in the next couple weeks. Um, and we also have a brand new show every third Wednesday on YouTube called Mutant Academy, where we're talking about the X-Men movies. Uh, please give us a five. Yes. I've been hearing so many people going back and re-watching Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yes. Is it great? No. It's oh. very not great. The first season okay. is, is, is solid enough. And then it becomes very much a chore for the bulk of it and i listen nostalgia is a powerful thing uh and we all have nostalgia for these shows but it is very not good (laughs) yeah it makes a lot of it recycles a lot of animation uh like if if a character's ever shown up before there will be at least one sequence that is straight lifted from a previous appearance um it will it tries to do too many things on almost every episode um, and then it makes weird decisions like we're, so we're just wrapping up the fifth season and they gave five parts, five episodes to the storyline called, um, forgotten warriors, six forgotten warriors, which are like characters like the wizard, like a uh, golden age, nobodies that nobody gives a shit about. And then secret wars, which was a major crossover event from the eighties. Uh, every Marvel hero involved in this show. It's like Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, all guesting on the Spider-Man show. That's three episodes. <laughs> that's three. That's what three a episodes. Weird, uh, dividing of episodes. Yeah, it's like strange. every decision's kind of not. It's like why is that the decision we're making? All right, but I will say, slight spoilers. You could have watched live, but if you didn't watch live and you're listening to the audio version, the last two episodes, which are like a proto Spider Verse, that Spider-Man goes and hangs out with a bunch of other Spider-Man, is actually a really solid ending to the show. It almost like made me forget that like four out of the five seasons were really bad. So it was, it was a good, it was a good finale. So please uh, give us a five star review on iTunes. It is hugely appreciated and helpful. Uh, and if you listen on Spotify every week, we ask you a question. Last week's question is who is your favorite spider person in across the spider verse? Yes. She was Lucy said without a doubt, it was spider punk and special mention to Scarlet spider and Elaine Balthazar said Lego Spider-Man, which I think we revealed this week, what that whole sequence was animated by a 14-year-old YouTuber. So good for that person. I saw that. Yeah. Whoa. Good for them. Good for them. Dang. Funny joke, too, by the way. Um, 
And now, Kayla Marie, uh, at a brief chat with the people in the chat, for those watching live on Patreon, Kayla Marie says, I remember that one OSA episode where you and Sam suffered through one of the Transformers movies. Yes, the last night. It was one where of the was worst. Where um, that was that you, you. That was where you were doing Super TV with us. Mm. Yeah, and so we, Sam and I saw the last night, and it was one of the worst movie going experiences, and one of the worst movies we'd ever seen. And thank you, Kayla Marie. What a wonderful segue into our main topic today, which of course will be um, Transformers. Um, but wait, actually, I don't want to talk about that. We're going to talk about news, but I think this is a good opportunity to ask Roxy. Roxy, what is your history with Transformers? Um, I've seen the movies. Uh huh. I think I've seen all of the live action movies. It's hard to say. They blend together. <laughs> yeah. It's like, in my mind, it was always Shia LaBeouf and uh, Megan Fox. And yes. I kind of don't remember anything other than that and Bumblebee. Yeah. But I think I have seen all of them at some point. Was there a Mark Wahlberg one? There was two Mark Wahlberg ones. Okay. See, the, saw those. Yeah. It, it really is like, for me, these are the. Without sounding like a complete prick, these are bottom of the barrel. As far as movies go, I do not disagree. <laughs> right. For, from just my... Because my only experience with Transformers is with the movies. Yes. Um, and that's... A sh I actually have a story for that based on my theater experience seeing this. But yes. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. So I didn't watch um, any animated Transformers. I didn't play with Transformers. I haven't read anything Transformers. I only have seen the live action movies and been on the rides. Um, I think there's two Transformers rides, right? There's at least one at Universal. Yeah, there's. I think there's one Universal LA, one Universal Florida. Orlando, if that makes sense. I believe so. I know I've been to one in LA. I thought I was at one in Orlando. When I was it wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, so that's like my the extent of my experience. Um, and so if you tell me, be at this place at this time and watch a Transformers thing, I'd be like, yeah, okay, why not? Mm -hmm. But is this on my radar in any way, shape or form? Has this ever made on my most anticipated list? Um, is this something that I'm like, Oh my God, I'll be gutted if Transformers movies, not good. No, I'm, I'm like such a casual, casual Transformers watcher. Listen, and if you've only seen the live action movies and if you didn't grow up with it, obviously if you're catching the eighties cartoon as an adult, that's not going to change any minds. Uh, but uh, I don't blame you. And as a Transformers fan, I grew up with Transformers. Those movies have been a challenge. Um, but today we're talking about all... I remember enjoying the first one. Uh, the second one... I remember leaving the second one thinking, I will never watch one of these movies again. And then somehow I've seen every subsequent one. Most of them against my will. Um, not Bum like Bumblebee? Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee's okay. good. I think Bumblebee's the best one. And this is right behind it. I, I, I tweeted about it after I saw it. It is easily one of the best Transformers movies. Unfortunately, that is incredibly low bar to clear uh, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So, DJ, I've seen a lot of people rank the Transformers movies, which I honestly don't know how you do. Uh, I almost did because I'm on Letterboxd. And I was like, maybe I should. I was like, hey, Bumblebee, Rise of the Beast. And then, like, I don't know what to like. So I did see most people putting this at number two or number three. It seemed like that was very consistent and common on people's rankings that they were tweeting out or that I was seeing on um, different articles. Would you say that, like, no, of course, this is a top three Transformers movie? Like, anybody would think that? Yes. I mean, not necessarily anybody. I do have a story I want to share, and I'll get into that when we, like, officially get into our Transformers talk because I am jumping the gun a little bit. We do have some news to cover. 
Um, but it was I had an interesting experience with the audience at the screening I went to. Um, Ooh, what a tease. What a tease. Stay tuned, kids. Uh, but let's get into some news real quick. As excited as I am to talk about Rise of the Beast. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, let's get into some news. And, uh, uh-oh, fucked up my note. All right, let's get into news. Um, and a couple things. Uh, I don't know if you saw this stuff, Roxy, since you've been out of town. Um, Haley Steinfeld doing the press stuff for Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, she had an interview with THR, and she got asked this question that has been kind of blown up online. Um, have you already started recording for the next movie? Um, she says, uh, nope. Uh, as you can imagine, this has been an ongoing... And this has been ongoing thing. This has been an ongoing thing since the moment the first one came out. There's been so much focus, and everyone's blood, sweat, and tears has been put into making this most the most incredible and best version of itself that it can be. And of course, this is the way this is circulated online: is Haley Steinfeld has not recorded any lines for the next movie. Uh, they were recording for like four years for this one. Uh oh, there's no way the next movie can meet its date of next year i want to say it's march uh supposed to come out in march of next year uh did you see this roxy yeah i did see this i think it's interesting for a couple of reasons like you said this is supposed to come out next year so is there validity in fans seeing this and thinking huh that seems a little soon for her not to have recorded lines yes i get where the not outrage but the worry is coming from but I also think that the average person has zero idea how an animated movie is made yeah. and how, and not just an animated movie, but specifically the Spider-Verse movies, because this is my world. This is your world, BJ. Yeah. And I still don't fucking get how these Spider-Verse movies are made. Yeah. Uh, is it plausible that they have a temp voice actor do all of the lines and they animate to that and then bring her in in the last 10 months to do all of her stuff. I don't see why not voiceover actors do that kind of stuff all of the time where it's not, it's not the same as us hearing there's an Avengers movie coming out and they haven't shot a single scene of it yet. Yeah. You know, it's just super duper, not the same. So am I concerned? No. Am I also okay with them pushing the date on this movie? Yeah. Uh, they've done no wrong so far. Yeah. So, I love the first one. I love the second one. I have a feeling they're mm-hmm. going to do a great job on the third one. If if past performance is an indication of future performance, yeah. then why would anybody be freaking out? Um, so yeah, this just did, 
it didn't strike me as whoa, mm -hmm. but it, I did see what you're talking about because it seemingly struck the internet as yeah. whoa. And Everybody like, freaked out. Whoa. And it was pointed out to me, and I think there's some validity to this, that there might be some confusion. Because you know with these the press things, like you're being bombarded with questions, and it is interesting. The, the reporter doesn't ask, have you already started, started recording lines for Beyond the Spider-Verse? And our understanding is both Beyond the Spider-Verse and Across Spider-Verse were filmed as one project. Right. So when right. Haley Steinfeld, having done a million of these, like just kind of like getting through interviews, here's the next movie. And she's like, well, no, I just did. Like, in her mind, this is all the one thing that she also just did. very possible. Very possible, DJ. Like, that is a really good point. Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe that there's going to be a fourth movie. Are we under the pressure that there is? I mean, there's not been announced one, but this one's doing so well that it's like they'd be kind of crazy not to get as many of these as they can. Like, You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in the next movie, there's been talk of like a spinoff specifically focused on the spider women like Gwen and, and presumably um, Jessica Drew. Maybe when she hears next movie, that's what's in her brain. And she's like, well, no, I haven't recorded that yet. Yeah. I saw some people being like, so is Gwen not in the third one? And it's just like. Uh, clear, clearly no. Clearly she's an important part of that movie. What a wild jump. Yeah. Like in your brain, you heard she hasn't recorded lines for that movie yet. And what you heard was, so she's not in it. Yeah. Did you, but the, the whole cliffhanger is, uh, she makes a whole team of people to save Miles. That's like a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Just bizarre. So uh, I, what I have loved to hear her say, yeah, we've already started recording those yeah. lines. It's been amazing. Stay tuned. Of course, that would be really fun. That's not what she said. That's not what's happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do think there is, as I think about it, I do think there's, it will probably be delayed because I think if we were really going to do like early next year, they probably would have, and they probably intended to, and it's just not ready yet, dropped like a t trailer teaser or something at the end of this one. Like, like remember, I think they did this with Matrix 2, right? Didn't Matrix 2 have a little like, by the way, next year with Matrix 3, like, you, you know what I mean? I didn't see Matrix 2. And didn't see Matrix oh, 3. that's right. But wait, but you've seen them now though, right? I've only seen Matrix 1. And I only watched that last year. What did you think of Matrix 1? Good. You should check out the other two Matrix. I know they get they get, they get shit, but I actually think the, it's good. I think it's solid. I haven't seen 4. 4 is not my favorite, unfortunately. I know other people just came me. out last year, right? Yeah, not my favorite. Animatrix is really good too. But yeah, anyway, yes, glad you watched the first one. Good, good movie. But I know what you're saying. And yeah, this had no mid credit, no post credit. So yeah. I, I think that I didn't, I don't remember this being March, DJ. You could totally be right, but I don't remember that being the announced date. Um, but I still think there's a world in which this comes out in 2024. Yes, I, don't, I think I don't that think is likely. Because that's the other thing that people have been talking about. Like, they worked on this movie for four years. Yeah, and what happened those past four years? Is there anything that could have happened that might have prolonged the production process? Jesus here and there, I would say. Yeah. Let's see. March 29th, 2024. Wow, DJ. I, feel, I do feel like that's probably not likely. <laughs> I do I feel like that might not be likely. It even if they had recorded lines. Yeah. I feel like Very maybe soon. this time next year. But listen, if I only have to wait one year to get it, I will be happy. If it happens any time in 2024, I'm good. I, as long as it's not another three to four year wait, I'm good. Speaking of Spider- I would be okay if this happened in March 2025. I'm not stoked, but it's less than two years. Like We as an audience should expect 
things to take two years. But I, listen, normally I don't disagree with you, except if your movie literally ends with the title card to be continued, then yeah, maybe, yeah. then maybe, then maybe we speed up the process, uh, is my vote. Um, speaking of spider people, I didn't, I didn't text you about this, but this dropped yesterday from the summer game fest announcements is we got a new reveal. Wow. My screen, it's really, that's really hard to see. Roxy, can you see what I just put up? <laughs> Perfectly. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, uh, this We got this image from the new Spider-Man 2 video game coming to PS5 of Miles and Peter fighting uh, Venom. Um, question for you, obviously, Roxy, as we know, expert gamer. Are you going to play, are, do you see yourself playing this game? On the system that I have. Um, yeah. No, but I would love to watch somebody play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This would love the, to. DJ, this is... Completely up your alley? Oh, yeah. I really liked um, Spider-Man PS4. Uh, I really, really liked Miles Morales. Between, uh, so I don't know if we've talked about this. Basically, they in Spider-Man PS4, you're playing as Peter. It's an original story. Um, they introduce Miles, and then there was kind of a spinoff that focuses just on Miles Morales. Peter's like out of town. And so in the sequel, you're, you can switch between, they've confirmed you can switch between Peter and Miles. There's some missions that are either Peter-centric cool. or Miles-centric, but when you're in the open world, you can switch between the two. And the Miles Morales spinoff with Into the Spider-Verse basically cemented to me like, yeah, we should just let Miles be Spider-Man. We should like retire, like let, especially watching across the Spider-Verse. It's like, let Peter in the comics grow up, have a kid, be there as a mentor, but we can just do Miles now because it allows us to like do traditional Spider-Man stories with a twist. Like we don't need to like reinvent the same Peter stories for the 15th time. Are you time. talking specifically for gaming or are you talking live action? Like, are you talking across the board? Kind of across, specifically I'm thinking the comics because um, in the comics they've done so many times they've tried to like, Peter's married to Mary Jane. Oh, now he's not married because he's a clone. So now that's a different Peter. Wait, people don't like that. So get rid of the clone. But now Peter dissolves his marriage with a deal with the devil. Like try struggling with the idea of they don't want Peter to grow up. And I think now it's like, I, I hope with the success of Across the Spider-Verse, they're like, no, let's let Peter grow up and be an adult. And Miles can be our younger Spider-Man. He can just, and so I think I'm specifically thinking about the comics, especially, um, you know, with the movies, with Tom Holland and everything, we're still kind of defining, I feel like, that Peter. We haven't done mm -hmm. all the stories we could do with that Peter. But, like, in the comics, you've done that 60-plus years, you could move on to a new character. Like, and especially since Miles gives you so much runway to do new things. Um, anyway, the for the Summer Game Fest, uh, they dropped that image. This is our first view of that version of Venom. Um, and also, they've confirmed that Venom will not be... Eddie Brock. It will be a different character. Not revealed who is behind the symbiote. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe it's maybe they're setting up to be a mystery because if, I was a little bummed to hear that it wasn't Eddie Brock. I, I, you know what I mean. Who has been Venom that hasn't been Eddie Brock? Flash Thompson. That would be a good choice. They haven't introduced him in the game, but that would be a really solid choice. Um, I think in an animated series, it was um, a, 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 a Harry Osborn, um, and there was a tease. Harry Osborn was Venom. Yeah, and and I think one of the animated series, and there is a huh. his uh, there was a mystery around Harry Osborn in the previous game, and he is connected to in some way he's connected to the Venom symbiote. Um, I although think I don't, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know that that's what I want because I don't really care about Harry as a character. Mm -hmm. um, 
those are, and then other people, but those are like the big ones. Flash, Harry. That's it. That's those are the those are the main those are the main ones. But I, I'm and the, within the game universe, I don't think we've in, introduced somebody other than maybe Harry. And maybe we could do something with Harry that would. I just don't think. I think Harry's got his own story with being connected to the Goblin mythology. That I don't know mm-hmm. that he needs to be Venom. Mm-hmm. Um. So we will see. And this game comes out October twentieth of this year. So very very excited. And Roxy will watch somebody play. Yeah, maybe me. Who's to say? Well, I, I've got a PS5. I'm getting that. I'm getting that shit. I'm, I might pre-order it. Uh, uh, we will see. Now, moving on to our main topic for today: Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. This is directed by Stephen Cappell Jr., who did Creed Two. It was written by Joby Harold, Darnell Mateer, and Josh Peterson. During the 90s, a new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, joined the Autobots as allies in the battle for Earth. And this movie stars Anthony Ramos, uh, Dominic Fishback, um, uh, Toby Nwigwe makes an appearance, and he's a great musician. If you haven't heard his stuff, I was surprised to learn, realize that was him. Um, and then the voice cast, for some reason, the voice cast for these Transformers movies are, is always insane. Ron Perlman plays Optimus Primal. Peter Dinklage plays Scourge. Michelle Yeoh plays Air Razor. Pete Davidson plays Mirage. Li- Mirage Liza Koshy plays RC. MJ Rodriguez from Pose plays Nightbird. Coleman Domingo, uh, from, from, he was from the most recent Candyman, um, uh, plays Unicron. Like, it's an incre- incredible cast. Um, insane. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 56% as of this recording with an audience score of 88%. Thanks to some genuine human drama between the set pieces and palpable affection for the title characters, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is one of the franchise's more enjoyable outings. That's a perfect way to phrase it. It is one of the more enjoyable outings. (laughs) I have multiple questions for you about this. Um, Non-spoiler across the board, but... I always thought it was a very interesting choice that Stephen Cable Jr. was directing this. Yeah. Um, I, not that I know a ton of his filmography, but with Creed II, just it seems like an in, uh, interesting choice for him to want to, this to have been his next big blockbuster. After watching the movie, did you kind of get why he wanted to do it? I'm going to assume maybe uh, like a lot of the reason people do these movies is an affection for the brand, like growing up with it. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. So the big thing with this movie is they're introducing the Beast Wars aspect of the brand. Are you are you familiar with that, Roxy? Did you like did you play with Transformers? Did one of your siblings play with Transformers? No, no, not at all. So brief history. Um, the original Transformers animated series aired 98 episodes from, uh, 1984 to 1987. So right around the time young DJ was coming into the world. Uh, and I grew up playing, um, with Transformers toys. Like some of those were some of my first toys. Uh, they weren't age appropriate cause they had small pieces and you, you know, they don't want kids of a certain age playing with them cause they might choke, but I demanded, I demanded Optimus Prime, but the one that hit me right uh, squarely in the right age after the original Transformers kind of like dwindled down it wasn't as as popular as it used to be they rebranded it with Beast Wars so instead of truck becomes robot it's gorilla becomes robot or cheetah becomes robot it's animals right um to me that's way cooler than car becomes robot uh love animal toys 
And that did 52 episodes from 1996 to 1999. So I'm a huge fan of Beast Wars. That was also around the time they were doing Batman animated series. So it was a big point in kids animation where they tried more serialized storytelling. Character stuff was more important, that sort of thing. And so I think there's been interviews where uh, the director was kind of like, yeah, fan of Beast Wars or whatever. I don't know that I believe that's true because they actually don't factor it in the movie all that much. Sorry, Beast Wars fans. I know they're in the poster and everything. They're basically glorified cameos. Um, but I, I have to imagine you do this because you're, well, two things. One, Transformers fan, but also Paycheck, right? Huge, of course. Like, definitely. But I would have to imagine there was other possible paychecks on the on the table. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I think that's a good reason. Like, if you're a big fan of it, just like kind of, kind of. I didn't know if there was maybe some big, like, if you thought the fighting kind of transferred over from Creed to, like, is there big? Uh, is there? That's a good question. Is there like a? Is there like a distinctive con- voice connection between the two? Not really. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not really. Um, it's uh, uh, which is interesting, and that's I think that's a good question for you, Roxy. Do you because I know there's been a lot of com- uh, conversations around this sort of thing. Do you think these big franchise movies and the dominance they have in the media are kind of like stamping out creators' individual voices, like snuffing out people having a distinct directorial vision? I would say yes. Yeah, I think that they are. I think that. Right now, also, um, I, I don't remember, and this could be because we didn't have this 24-hour news cycle the way that we do now, but, like, you know, we just hear consistently from the big behemoths like Warner Brothers or, like, Disney, um, another director fired, another director fired, another yeah. director fired. You know, like, it's now very common maybe it was common when we were kids and I was just unaware. We were unaware of how much turnover there was, but I don't think so. I I think that it used to be kind of an artist first medium and it really has become, it's always been a money first medium, Yeah. but the way to do that seemingly in the past was by letting artists do their thing. You've been like, I don't know if you've watched any of the creation of the Godfather docs or Mm -mm. tv shows or whatever but it's a great example of like you know directors really fighting for what they believe versus studios pushing on them like a certain actor and producer everybody kind of wanting it to be their thing but really like at the end of the day having the director be the reason why every inch of a movie looks the way that it looks yeah Uh, And, and we just kind of don't have that as often anymore. Even when a movie goes wrong, it's hard for us to even pin it on the director. Cause a lot of us are like, well, the studios obviously had their dick in the soup or like, well, here's what happened here. You know, even think, I know it's the hottest topic of all of it, but like thinking about the Zack Snyder situation, it's like, none of us even knew what, or David Ayer for that matter. Yeah. What was theirs? What wasn't theirs? What they said was theirs? What studios said wasn't that? Whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, I do think a lot of these huge IPs really suffer. But it's not just the huge IPs. Any studio movie, any yeah. studio movie at this point, I feel like really is under a microscope, and sometimes that doesn't create the best art. Yeah, totally. And it's something I felt so. 
Uh, I was thinking a lot about, I was already thinking about this before going into the movie. Uh, long story, before I get into that, long story short, I, we talked about it earlier. I enjoyed it. I think it's one of the better ones. There's still, I think Anthony Ramos is perfect in this type of thing. Just way better than Shia LaBeouf. Like just a way better choice. I think Dominic Fishback is a fantastic actress. She's great. Uh, she does a lot of the David Simon um uh, productions on HBO. She's fantastic and all that. She's not given a lot to do here. Uh, more than Megan Fox, but but not like a lot. Like she's, it's one of those like kids movies. Like I'm an expert archaeologist. I can look at a thing in a museum and know if it's fake or it's real. Why? Because my dad made me read books. And it's like, all right, that's not how those skills are developed. But sure, whatever, man. Um, yeah, okay. It's a Transformers movie. I'm not going to think about it too much. Um, and it does try to have like a theme and a point to the degree that it matters. But uh, it still has a little bit more than Bumblebee. I think it still has a little bit of that Michael Bay stink, like where like the villains are like, behold, my trash goblins and a bunch of like little like just fucking a junk junk piles of creatures come running out uh that aren't interesting to look at or um and sometimes it can be hard to distinguish what's happening i will say across the board i think um beyond those little demons um the action is clear um they utilize like the anthony ramos gets involved in the transformersness of it all by stealing uh trying to steal a car that ends up being mirage and so there's a whole car chase where he's doing cool transformer shit to escape the cops. It's like that's a great use of the IP. Um, Pete Davidson, I'm not kidding when I say this might be his best, my favorite performance of his in anything. Why do you say that? Because it feels like he's actually doing a performance. He's like actually kind of doing, like playing a character. Um, is it his voice or it's his? Person? It's his voice. He's playing Mirage. He's playing one of the yeah. lead transformers, okay. and it and it makes me bummed. Um, so for people that grew up with the Transformers movies, Bumblebee speaks in the cartoons, and I've always hated the fact that he doesn't in the movies because it kind of makes him a non-character because he's uh, got a robot face. He doesn't have the most emotive face in the world. Um, so Mirage is kind of what I always wanted Bumblebee to be in this movie. And Pete David's fucking great. Like he's, It seems like he's happy to be voicing a Transformer, which is cool. It's like, oh, you're excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Like It's one of those things. As a Beast Wars fan, they don't matter that much to this movie any more than like the Dinobots mattered in Age of Extinction. Um, and their backstory is hinted at. Like they introduce a backstory, but then they also hint at the backstory from the show. And those two things are incompatible. So it's kind of incomprehensible. Like, why are you here? What's your function? Why are you mm -hmm. hiding as animals and also but not like re like giant robot animals as opposed to trying to look like the actual animals it's confusing ron perlman's great though uh, michelle yo's great though uh those are the only two maximals that really get any lines if you're a fan of any other maximals that that's ba it's basically where you're gonna get um as a fan of beast wars i couldn't and, and again like i mentioned like that was the uh, transformers was kind of like not moving forward so they did something new and so, like, going into this, it really, you were mentioning this, Roxy, about how these studios kind of operate as if they're under this microscope. And, and I would go as far to say they are cautious, perhaps overly cautious, perhaps even I would use the phrase cowardly with their IPs. Instead of saying, hey, Beast Wars has its own, because this movie apparently originally started off as two movies, a Bumblebee sequel and a Beast Wars spinoff. 
focused on the Beast Wars characters. And you can feel the studio gears going like, but wait, what if audiences don't love Optimus Prime well, the way they love Optimus Prime? They have to hang. Optimus Prime has to be there to be like, hey, Maximals, you're okay. You're, you're all right. And it just makes me feel like this is increasingly like IPs being studios with IPs being increasingly um, nervous about branching out and trying new things and intro like really not just introducing new characters, but like maybe focusing on new characters going in a new direction. Do you feel that at all when you're, when you're watching these movies, Roxy? I, I try not to, when I'm specifically watching Transformers movies or just IP movies in general, kind of just IP movies in yeah. general. Cause I just feel like it's, it's a, it's a symptom across the board. This, this feeling of like, this this fear of introducing something new for fear of like scaring we have to do the same thing every time you know what i mean yeah i i do know what you mean like as you were earlier talking kind of about how we should just do miles morales yeah right like we should just do miles morales you you to spider-man is kind of how i feel to flash where i'm just like i just don't want barry allen anymore right now i'm just yeah. tapped on barry allen i want wally west that's how i feel I don't dislike Barry Allen. I love Barry Allen. He's my favorite Flash. But I'm just tapped after nine seasons of a show and after several um, ooh, movies that <laughs> just have a lot of baggage to them. Uh, so, but, and so I, I do, sometimes I'm watching these movies and I'm thinking to myself, I just wish you guys would do something new or different. I wish, we, I wish you would switch up the characters. I wish you would switch this up. But then also... I try to stop myself because I'm not the artist for that movie. And sometimes I feel very like, hmm, yeah. why aren't you giving me what I want? You're doing what you're doing with the pe you think the people want. Why not what I want? But sometimes I feel like what I want is what the people want. I agree that with sense you. At all? No, totally. I, I think it totally agrees. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought up specifically the Barry Allen of it all because you know, people growing up like watching Justice League the animated series, like theoretically, if you're making a DC movie now, that's your audience, right? Those mm -hmm. are the people that, that because that had more as much as we all love comics, that has that had more exposure. And the flash in that show was Wally West, and the Green Lantern in that was Jon Stewart. And I think about when it comes to stuff like this, I think about I guess I think about it more in uh with comics a lot because comics theoretically have a lot less pressure on them than movies do because they're cheaper to make and so the sudden the sudden nervousness with which they approach stuff is more telling because this idea of the ip is more precious than any particular vision and i think specifically i think about when i was growing up kyle rayner was green lantern he's my favorite green lantern but there's also john stewart there's also guy gardner there's all these options and how jordan was off the table and Jeff Johns, because he was Why a big Hal Jordan. Why Jordan was off the table? Because he was he. They turned him into a villain, and then he died, and he was so he was gone for at least a good decade. You, you're talking about in the comics. You in the comics, they weren't able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. in the comics. And but Jeff Johns was such a big fan that he brought Hal Jordan back. And now it's not just that Hal Jordan's back; it's that Hal Jordan is the only Green Lantern we get to do. That New Lantern show, there's about a half dozen Green Lanterns that might, especially, especially you would think with, like you were mentioning the baggage around the Flash movies, you think about the baggage around the Ryan Reynolds movie, let's do somebody, uh, we have six other options at least of Green Lanterns we can do, let's try one of those. But no, it has to be Hal Jordan. 
Why? Because he was the one on the cover of Justice League number one in the new 52 relaunch. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just because Jeff Johns, we yeah. used to let him make all the calls and it was his favorite Green Lantern. So now this is the Green Lantern we're doing. Like, what is there? But there are, there's a whole generation that grew up with Kyle Rayner. There's people that watch the Justice League cartoon with Jon Stewart. Like, those people exist and might be in a bigger number than Hal Jordan fans, you know? I think that it's not. I think that Hal Jordan is definitely the most popular. Yeah. As I think that Barry Allen is the most popular. Uh, but that's because of their exposure to live action films. Yeah. Like, which is, like you said, most people don't get there. Most people who are watching Green Lantern didn't read the comics. The ma yeah. vast majority of them. Um, yeah, I remember somebody, we were doing some kind of a, I don't know whether it was on Movie Fight or on DC Movie News or where it was, but somebody pitched uh, a um, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, buddy team up Green Lantern movie. I think it was. Yeah. And I remember the audience was like, "You're really not going to have Hal in there. You're going to have Guy and John and not Hal." Yeah. And I remember reading all the comments, just being like, "Yes," mm -hmm. like because there's two and their dynamic would probably be more interesting than Hal and John. Maybe yeah. not, but I think that guy and John would have a really fun team up. Totally. It'd be yeah. great. Um, and, but people, because they know Hal's name, they certainly don't know Kyle's name. I mean, there's, I think it's very, very few people who, if you go around um, and you say, who's the flash, very few people are going to say Wally. I just don't think that that's the response. So well, maybe but again, just... that's because, and that's what you're talking about is, is yeah. again, while Barry was off the table for like two to three decades, Jeff Johns again, no Barry Allen's flash again. And now he's going to be the flash on this TV show. He's going to be the flash in the movies. He's going to be, but it could have just as been easily been Wally. And I, and I think my response to that would be like, nobody's favorite superhero was Tony Stark, Iron Man. But Marvel made him that. Marvel and Robert Downey Jr. made him that. Exactly. And so we can't Marvel listen to the people that get mad at Comic-Con. They don't know what they're talking about. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Marvel took some massive, massive swings and risks when, I mean, what, what was that? 2010? When, 2008. When I want to say it's 2007, 2008. Okay. Yeah, you, you must be right. They, they took some massive swings, right? Like their sure bets were not sure bets, but Hulk, obviously yeah. people like, but coming out hot with Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Thor, Captain America. Well, like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Um, even like you want to get into Scarlet Witch, like some of the mm -hmm. people that they really have based a lot around. Uh, it's different than when you're basing things around Superman, Batman, yeah. Wonder Woman and I guess uh, Barry Allen. But like, I, I do think that there's only room for 
the greatest things when you're not playing it safe. Uh, I'm kind of curious, bringing it back to Transformers, but kind of having the same conversation. So I have, I'm probably going to see the new Transformers movie. Yeah. I haven't yet, um, but I am curious about it because I am seeing people say it's the one of the better ones. So yeah. I looked at Rotten Tomatoes and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 54 on the tomato meter. Yeah. But it has an 87 audience score. Yeah. As opposed to Bumblebee, mm-hmm. which has a 91 on the tomato meter, but a 74 audience score. So, well, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of brings me back to because because something I will say that I think edges out Bumblebee over this for me is I am much more open to a kind of like um sincerity right like you and i both like supergirl and supergirl could be cheesy but it was very hard on its sleeve like a sentimental like sweet mm-hmm. right there's a sweetness there and this is a franchise originally based off selling transformers is a franchise based off selling toys to children and so i like that kind of i feel like if you're going to be kind of dumb at least be sweet you're selling toys like you know what i mean whereas mm-hmm. the dumb in the bay formers and some of that returns here is kind of like aggressively stupid uh that i i, I find more uh less enjoyable i find it less enjoyable uh, and i'm kind of bummed that that kind of reintroduced itself but i think speaking of this so when i went you know where i like to sit in the theater rocks like back corner like way i was as yeah, far... but you and I have opposite back corners, which I hate, DJ. Yeah, I'd like to be it in the... It's so weird that we never sit with each other for the movies. But <laughs> I, when you're facing the... If you're facing the people, yeah. I'm left, you're right. Yeah. Every time. Never Listen, changes. you and Doreen and Steph, like your spot, <laughs> I like my spot. Um, so I'm in the back corner. And in that back corner, further down the aisle, is a group of children. And by children, I mean late teens, early 20s. Um, wow. And they were all, the, was there like a fan aspect to the screening? Or I what? don't believe so. So I'm, I'm going to assume based off no evidence other than seeing them interact with each other. These were, might've been TikToker, TikTokers yep, or influencers of some kind. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think there was a fan aspect. Although like other screenings, there were children like the Sonic screens. Like sometimes you'll see, um, they'll do screenings for, for kids movies like Sonic where there'll be kids. And there were some kids here mm-hmm. too. Um, but I do think these kids were able to get there under their own, uh, motivation. Yeah. They were able to drive themselves. So late teens, early twenties couldn't stay off their phones for more than five minutes. It's a transformers movie. That's going to, it always bothers me, but it bothers me less than a transformers movie. Cause you, what they are you were missing? in the screening on their phones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but again, they're against the back wall and it's like phone and it, whatever. I don't want to get, I, I, you know, I was going to be mad at them. You're, you're right in that it is a screening. You should be on your phone. But like, no, um, but I'm just surprised nobody said anything to them because in these screenings we always have security. I will also say, Roxy, I don't know if you've noticed it more. It used to be in the screenings we'd go to, it was more of like a safe, like we're all here for the movie. And recently, people have been talking more. People have been on their phones more. People have been a lot of talking. Yeah, it's like, did we forget what we're the three years in the pandemic? Did we like forget the rules? Like, what are we doing anyway? Maybe. But what was interesting is there. It, it, my first impressions. These kids do not give a shit about this. I don't know why they're here. They don't care. But there are moments, there are a few dramatic moments, and especially things that that hint at possibly changing the status quo that actually don't matter, but like big moments. And one of them, at least one of them, like leaned forward as if they were really invested. And it was this moment where I, I had to realize to myself, like, oh my God, 
these, no matter what age they are, they were probably born after 9-11. And these are the movie. They this is their version of trans. They grew up with this shit. Which made me sad a little bit because it's like the Bay, the Michael Bay Transformers? Like, oh no. Like, God, why? Um, it's not like Ninja Turtles, where like whatever generation Ninja Turtle cartoon you watch, they're actually all pretty good. So you're in the clear. It's like, fuck, the Michael Bay Transformers. Oh my God. But anyway. They have like 20 on Rotten Tomatoes, like 17. Yeah. They're bad. They're, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah. They're, they're in. They're bad Michael Bay movies. Like Michael Bay's made better. You know what I mean? Like Pain and Gain, uh, fucking Bad Boys, uh, The Rock. Uh, Michael Bay's made movies that I can tolerate. The Transformers movies aren't one of them. Um, and so it's this interesting, like when we talk about what people grew up with and what they what they embrace, it's the again. I didn't talk to. I didn't like interview them after. Like I don't know their fucking story. But based on their reactions to stuff, theoretically. They gave a shit about this franchise and these characters. And and so I think that informs part of the studio's response. But I, I want to go back to something you mentioned, which is, you know, people love Barry Allen because that's been the flash they've been presented to. I do think it's this kind of snake eating its own tail is studios think audiences will only accept this version of the character. So that's the only version they show, which is then therefore it's like, it's self-reinforcing. Like, because you won't try new things, you think the audience won't accept new things. And what I would like to present as a counterpoint is suddenly Miles Morales is a lot of people's favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe if you try new things and they're good and it's not just about turning out shit, but making a good product, maybe people will latch on to new versions of these characters. When do you feel like I'm just, uh, obviously it's happened before. I'm just racking my brain. I can't think of it. Maybe we can do it together. When do you feel like this, they've really taken a risk and tried something new and it genuinely bombed? Like people hated it. You get um, my question? Yeah, I do get yeah. your question. And I think it's tricky because I actually think my, right, and I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but I think people would say the prequel movies. and But but that's the trick, right, is is there's a lot of, those prequel, the Star Wars prequels get a lot of heat. They made money. And there's people that, in that and I think that proves your point that even, I don't I don't particularly like the prequels. But God bless George Lucas. It wasn't stormtroopers again. You know what I mean? Like he tried something new and it made money. You know what I mean? So like maybe be a little bit more bold. Where if your studio, where's the real risk coming in trying something new? Like have we seen a major, when have we seen them like really try something new in that movie? Like effing tanked. I I think you, you might be able to go back to, back in the day before it was only like three IPs that they made, like mm-hmm. something like the last starfighter, but even like last starfighter, I don't think it did well in theaters. And that, and that's truly, it's not a new iteration of the same IP. It's a whole new thing, but that has its fan base. You know what I mean? Like I think, and I also want to, I also think people like new people like, people <laughs> yeah, like new. people like new. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. People like different people, like not the exact same thing that they've seen. Even if it's not, because you said, as long as it's good. The, the reason I asked the question is you said, we're talking about Miles Morales. You're like, yeah. if you change it, as long as it's good. And I kind of feel like if you change it, good or bad, 
it will make money. Yeah. Cause different. Yeah. Like, like, do you think like, obviously the diehards will throw a pissy fit about it, but if you make a green lantern show that's connected to the DC universe and it's, and it's say like John or guy or John or Kyle, do you think that's not going to do well because Hal's not in it? Do you think re- general audiences care that much about Hal Jordan that if he's not in it, they're not going to watch your Green Lantern show on HBO Max or Max or I whatever the fuck it's called? I feel like, and you answer too, DJ, I don't feel like I know one person who would watch the show if it was Hal, but wouldn't watch the show if it wasn't Hal. You're going to check it out and base it off the quality of the show. Yeah. You're like, Green, sure, because We're the Green Lantern. not going to watch it at all because yeah. they don't care. Exactly. Or because you weren't going to be invested to begin with. And I also think there's something to be said, like, what's one of the biggest characters in the superhero medium right now? Deadpool. You know what I mean? For general audience, he was new. And weirdly, the lesson that I don't think studios learn from that is like, maybe, yeah, maybe test drive some of these new characters with a little bit of a lower budget. Maybe don't spend the entire studio budget on one movie. Spend a little less money and try something new. And then maybe you'll find your your new cash cow. Maybe. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there are so many different versions of new, right? Like, okay, speaking of Little Mermaid, which you mentioned a a bit ago. Actually, I feel like that was before we started the show that you mentioned Little Mermaid. Mentioned to me, or last week on this show, we talked a lot about. Yeah. Like, we had our first black Little Mermaid. Yeah. Little Mermaid is annihilating annihilating at the box office it's doing very well right now yeah um i wouldn't call little mermaid new yeah because it was the same i I, did i tell you i watched it no what did you think good yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah 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 yeah, yeah, fine (laughs) watched it went to the movie theater watched it in 3d um it was really cute i don't know if this was in your screening but the there was a lot of kids in my theater cool and they were super into it, which good, made good, good. the theater so much more fun. Like, this is the first time they're seeing Lil Murray. Yeah. And it's like, cool, you know, during Under the Sea and whatever. Like, they're like, ah! <laughs> like yeah. it was like into giggly it. and the full of life. How they lasted through two and a half hours, I don't know. As a mm-hmm. kid, I wouldn't have been able to do that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but even something like that, people were freaking out, right? Like, it's a black little mermaid that's so new and different. How is this going to, and it was like, it all worked mm-hmm. despite the people protesting or whatever, like yeah. it worked because it was different and also exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like thinking about what do we even mean when we say new DJ, could anything make it new? Could it be, is gender swapping new? Is using a different medium new? Are we talking about changing out just characters? Like, what is new? Yeah. I well, I think... Um, I when think, you're asking for new, when you're like, we want new, what really do you mean? I think what we go back to is that earlier conversation about people's voice. And, and I don't know, like, I don't want to put too much, like it's gotta be the director's vision or whatever, but I do think there, it doesn't need to be one person's vision, but I do think there needs to be a vision. And I do think, um, part of creativity is inventive inventiveness and trying new things. And there needs to be, I know capitalism inherently is not 
you, the studios, what studios want, and it's why they're so hellbent on AI, is they want to be able to press a button and make money. They just want to be able to like, yeah, here's the thing. We they want it to be McDonald's. We deliver the same burger to you each time, and you pay the same price, or maybe even a little bit more. That's what they want, and that's not what creativity is. And I think finding that balance of, I think I would like to see more, less sequels, reboots, remakes, genuinely new things. Like we're just talking about the Matrix and how, even though even though that was inspired by a lot of different stuff, it was a new IP, right? More genuinely new things, but also evolving the takes, not looking at, at Transformers and saying, yeah, man, maybe let's roll the dice on Beast Wars. That has a fan base. People grew up with that. You know what I mean? Maybe Transformers fans will be like, robot transform animal? I'll give it a shot. Not like, well, maybe we could, but we still need Optimus. We still need the truck guy and the car guy. Like, no, man, just do it. Just do the thing. Uh, and and you might be able to, because I think this you, you they do it this way to say, maybe if people like the characters, we'll do a spinoff. But the characters are barely in the movie. Who's going to respond to that enough that makes you feel like, okay, now we can do the spinoff? You've basically uh, hamstrung yourself from the start. So just make a fucking movie, man. Yeah. So I think new, all the different versions of new. Safe new, like, hey, maybe Green Lantern, but not with Hal. Or Flash without Barry. Or um, Halle Bailey as Ariel. But also completely new idea not tied to a comic or a previous movie or a book. Like here's a new concept uh, being open to that as well. I think for me, you know what was super new, but it's not IP. So they had the ability to do it. But like, I always think about everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Where it's just like, I never saw anything like that before. Yes. And it was great. And it made money. (laughs) The whole world responded to that. Yeah. Just like everybody responded to that. Oh, this is so not the right time to talk about this, but just because I've been thinking nonstop about how you need to watch this, I keep I keep forgetting to text you, so yeah. I'm just going to use this time. Yeah. Did you see Sisu? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's great. You need to, I yeah, it's you fucking watch. great. It's okay. fucking great. I wait for those at home. Mm-hmm. I will say, don't watch a trailer because the trailer yes. ruins some big moment. Just go see the movie. Just let it let it go. See it. I don't remember you talking about it, and I saw it and was like, oh. Yeah. She's gonna love fucking love it. Fucking love it. Yeah, great. Uh um, yeah. Uh so real quick before we wrap up, you got some questions from the Discord. How does the cast of Maximals compare to the 90s cartoon? Would you have preferred it if they got to reprise their roles in this movie instead of recasting them? I wouldn't my answer is I wouldn't have minded if they brought back the guy that voiced Optimus Primal. However, Ron Perlman voices Optimus Primal in this, and I'm never going to say no to Ron Perlman. If Ron Perlman's on the table, yes to Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And he's great, by the way. He's great in the role. Um, I just watched Blade 2 for the first time. Yeah. Awesome. I had no idea he was in it. Yes. I was, it's a pretty surprisingly small role for Ron Perlman. Yeah, uh, small role for him. Diane's in it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> He's like no words. Play, play, play two. Those pretty good. Play, play two is pretty good. Okay. Uh, Mike Joy, Mike Joyce asks, do you want to see more Transformers movies after this, or should they let the franchise die? I, I will say no spoilers. They do. I was telling Roxy before the show. They have an incredible called shot they say hey here's what we're doing next and it's like that's insane um and i don't know if in a good way uh should they let it 
No, I don't think they should let it die. I do wish we could get away from what Bay did with the movies and try some different things. And, and because I think we did that with Bumblebee and Roxy and I both just admitted we liked of the Transformers movies. We really liked it. Um, I'd like to see more of that, more new. And then Leonard Kim asked, do you think the Transformers franchise will continue this trend similar to Star Wars of focusing more on a past period of time when Transformers existed? Is that something you'd prefer? I did like the 90s setting because the music choices were very good. We had Wu-Tang Clan. We had Biggie. It was like, yes, this is normally I'm not a big fan of needle drops in movies, but these are good and I like them. That seems to be a thing that you don't like. I love a needle drop. It can be really good if like, obviously like you think about the Tarantinos for the most part, you think about the James Gunn's like interesting choices, stuff I haven't heard a billion times, but a lot of times, like let's say the Mario movie, it's like a, it just becomes like, Hey, it just becomes like wallpaper. Like, Hey, here's a song we use in all these movies, you know? And it's like, well, that's lazy. Don't get, get that out of here. We don't need I that. I think because I'm such a diehard TV fan, DJ, like, yeah. I'm just used to sitcoms using needle drops between scenes, like friends and moments. So that it's yeah. like kind of how my brain's been trained. Yeah. Then you're like, fine with it. And the yeah. more popular, the more I'm like, I know exactly what you want me to feel right now. And I, okay, I can do that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. That's, yeah. I just, I, I think uh, across the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse movies are another good example. Just if you're, as long as you're making interesting choices, I'm okay yeah. with it. That means something to the project as opposed to just like, Hey, here's holding out for a hero. Why? It's like, okay, well then get rid of it, man. Like if there's not, if it doesn't, if it's not new or interesting or exciting, you fucking get it out of here. Don't you come for Mario anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I know what you're doing. DJ. Sorry. Sorry. It's just the most recent example of doing things that I don't like in movies. With that note, Roxy, what are you up to? What should the kids be checking out from you? You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Always Lola is supposed to come out later this summer, so keep oh, you guys posted about that. Um, Crust, hopefully I'll have more updates in the coming months. I did just receive a really kind text message from my director that he's already starting to review footage and that he cool. thinks I'm very funny. Good, good, so good. I was stoked on that. Um, yeah, but everywhere at Rockstar, and I'll let you guys know all the things. Check all that out. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere that that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Think of the vowels from stupid. And DJ, we, you've said that too many times to butcher it. You, you, I'm not. Well, listen, you know. No stumbles. I'm sorry. I failed you. <laughs> I failed you. Uh, now I'll get nail it next time. Stay tuned for that, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody.